Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's your boy, your big brother, your crazy uncle, the man who ate the last piece of pizza. It's me, Omizi. I got something I want to talk about. Come holla at me. All right. How you doing this morning? It's morning for me, almost 12 o'clock in the afternoon, but right now it's 11.15. It's been a minute for me to come on here and to talk to y'all. Um, man, a lot has changed, you know, in the world and life and just different things of that nature. Work life, home life, all those different things have been uh, sent through the ringer. And... Um, just want to talk about it. I haven't been on here that often, mainly because it's a lot to process, yo. <laughs> it's a lot to process. And with trying to just maintain and get everything together, it's uh, it's been an, uh, a big ordeal. Well, with that, all I can say here at first is just, uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you you, you, you you took the time out to even listen to this. I'm glad you're here. And my next thing is to ask you, hey, yo, how you doing? You good? You good? Man, there's been a lot going on. Uh, tried to get myself settled, settled in a quiet area. It doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't even get that way because it seems as minute I sit still, the minute I get quiet, and the minute I start to record and start to speak, all of a sudden, my, my, my son comes walking in and he wants his attention. He wants his time. He's, he, it doesn't matter if I'm working. It doesn't matter if I'm, at, if I'm taking classes. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters to him is, Daddy, I need you right now, and I want you to come talk to me. I want you to see this cool thing I made. I want you to feed me and give me <laughs> what I want. I want you just to take care of me. And I get it. I'm dad. You know, he looks up to he looks up to me. He looks to me to do these things. And um, we're gonna have to just move forward in a lot of things uh, here and take into account that. I'm going to give him my full attention no matter what because before I know it he's going to be grown and not want to talk to me. That's just what it is. <laughs> I know how it goes so I'm going to try my hardest to hear every time he calls me. And even in this thing here I'm probably going you're going to have me take some minutes to stop and say what's going on son because not only am I me I'm also dad. But on today, I wanted to talk about, um, I don't even know how to preface this, title this, or anything of that nature, but the importance of taking care of you first. Because even though my son relies on me, if I'm a mess, I don't have anything to give. This time that I was talking about with all this upheaval, there's a lot of self turmoil has been going on. A lot of things inside of my head were going on. I turned 40 this year. And when I turned 40, some stuff started happening with it seemed like I turned 40 and stuff started happening with my body. 
stuff started happening with the with uh, the way I thought. It was just crazy, and I never thought that one singular number would happen. I understand that my body ages, things happen. I understand that as I get older, mentality change. But I never had just switch up, and I never took into the account how much that number forty would mean to me. And um, forty was just it. At first, it was just another number until the day hit. And right before my 40th birthday, the lock, the lockdown happened. And um, my wife had something big planned. I didn't know about it until after, until the day of. And everything and everybody couldn't make it. Um, it was, everything was shut down. Nobody could come in, nothing can go on. And she was telling me all the people that she had contacted, had reached out for and uh, people could not come in to uh, people could not come in to celebrate with me and I was like okay but then my family showed so my family members showed up and we had a nice little uh, get together here because we're always around each other so the quarantine didn't really matter to us because we're always in each other's faces all the time so if we were going to be quarantined we'd be quarantined together anyway so for us being in the insane room it was a you know it was not a change of everyday events so we stayed around each other and we had us a good time and man i laughed and i joked and i talked to them and the next day i got up and i felt 40. i felt the age i felt the <laughs> the annoyance of it all and um, i felt an upheaval i told my wife before i said i just don't feel like me I just don't feel like something's not not right. You know, went to the doctor. The doctor was like, oh, you're, you got to do this with your blood pressure. You got to do this with your weight. But your cholesterol is fantastic. Everything else is going great. You know, you just need to make sure that you get these couple things in order. And that's just, you know, that's stuff that I did. That's not stuff that I didn't know. But he was like, you're good, man. And it just didn't feel me, feel like me. And I took some, it's taken some time for me to start dealing with some things. I've been talking to my mother a lot more. She, she's one person I could just kind of dump a lot of things on and talk to her about. And um, I had been holding a lot of things in, and still do, that I have not let out. And um, I talked to my sister-in-law. And this is a conversation that I had with her a year ago. She had a, a big health scare. And uh, me and her talked, and she told me, you matter. And this is a statement that me and my mom have just adopted because my mom just throws it out to me. She said, son, you matter. It's a lot that you got to take care of. It's a lot that you have to look after. Yes, your family matters, but you matter too. And these are things that we as adults oftentimes take for granted. <laughs> it's funny that we say we take ourselves for granted when yourself is all you really have you got your family but truthfully your best friend that you've had in your life is you and we neglect that person so often the kids will get a piece of you your uh, family will get a piece of you your significant other get a piece of you the church will get a piece of you but when it comes down to it you won't get any of you your alone time, your quiet time is very important. And a lot of times we make excuses for why I can't, why I won't, 
why I want to uh, feed into myself, why I won't educate myself, why I won't do the physical things that I need to do to take care of myself. Man, it's a bad, it's a bad thing to when the most neglected person in your life is you, or it, <laughs> the most beat down person in your life is you, and the villain of your story is you. The cause and cure, to put it in SWV terms, is you. You have to choose you too. Um, I, even in the Bible, it talks about how, you know, when um, Jesus talks to, not Jesus, I'm sorry, David made a mistake. And the thing that always gets me about David is that he made a mistake, he messed up, he played it off. He made no, I don't even call that a mistake. David messed up. He thought he, he committed murder and adultery and all these different things. He he was voyeuristic and he had a child with some, with uh you know this 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 woman and stuff like that. And he was held accountable by God. He goes back to God apologizing and he says, Lord, created me a good heart and renew a right spirit within me. And then he says. And then might I teach your problem? Just paraphrasing something. And then I will teach your your word. And then will I be able to go out and, and and live holy and do these things? He is saying that I take care of me first, and then I can go out and do the things I'm supposed to do. And then can I actually go back to where you called me from? The same thing with uh with uh Jesus said unto Peter. He said, once you are converted strengthen your brother once you get your full understanding of who you are in God once you fully trust God once you fully get back to the point where you're supposed to be then then strengthen your brother put your hands out there and help them up because I can't help you up if I'm weak and torn down so I ask you today what are some of the things that I'm just a question I'm putting out there if you're listening if you hear me if you're still here, what are some of the things you hear my son screaming in the background? He is a nut. <laughs> what are some of the things that you had to do to get to strengthen yourself at this time? What are some of the things that you had to do? I'm just going to tell you a couple of my things. I shut down, I completely shut down. I got quiet. I got in an area where it was a, pretty much nobody there, and I shut down. I just sat in the quiet and I listened to everything. Now it wasn't quiet in my house. If you can hear right now, right now it's not even quiet because my son believes he's making a lot of noise. He's playing with his toys, and um, I think he's doing this on purpose. But um, whatever. He does that. When I get quiet, when I'm starting to talk, when I'm doing something, he gets noisy. Uh, so in my house, I got a little room. I have my room. I close my door. Everybody's downstairs. I'm upstairs. I just shut off. And I listen. Somebody will walk in some sooner or later and look at me and be like, what you doing? I'm just chilling. No television, nothing. The next thing is, if you're afraid, educate yourself. Fear is one thing that can overwhelm you 
if you let it. It can drive you batty. It can make you a nutbag. It definitely can. If you let it. If you allow it to get, to drive you crazy, it, it can it can definitely mess up your mindset. Only because, only because you don't know any better. Only because you're making up you're making up uh, your fears on things that you think are going to happen. You don't know they're going to happen. You're thinking they are. What you have to do, I, I remember in the beginning of the whole pandemic thing, what was going on with me was that I was going by, I was angered and afraid uh, by my wife's job. My wife worked with a lot of people. She worked with random people that came in and left out. And I was getting upset because I was like, they should be shut down. They should be this, they should be that. And there was so many conflicting pieces of information that was telling us things that, um, didn't make sense. One said that you that you this would happen. This you could be protected from this. Others said you could be protected from that. And I was very upset through the whole ordeal because nothing was concrete. If it was me, I don't care. But if it's her, I'm upset because she needs to be absolutely protected. My kids are at home. She needs to be absolutely protected because that's my goal. That's all I got. That's what I say. But what I started to do was I started to educate myself on everything pertaining to it. And I made sure that I had educated information, not just information. Man, that, and that's another thing. A lot of times we gather information from from sites and from areas that are not educated. We get information from, from people who, who are just inciting anger and increasing or, or, or increasing the narrative of fear and us we do stuff we can deal with folks who are scared and they're spewing their fear on us and we get infected by that that's not good what you need to actually do is get somebody without an agenda deal with people who don't have an agenda either way and just are going to speak the facts Look up different. I looked up the CDC. I found out what they were saying. I looked up what the uh, health journals stated about it. I didn't go to any other conspiracy theorists or anything of that nature. I found out about uh, viral protection. Uh, all of those things. All of those things that we needed needed to be done. And then I was able to follow the instructions that were given and to implement some extra ones on my own to make sure that we were abundantly safe. And it took away a lot of the fear from everything. The next thing that I did with that is uh, I prayed and I cast the care on God. I just let it go. I'm not going to sit around and be all caught up in fear simply because, you know, everybody else is. You know, the next thing about it that we dealt with was, was anger. Um, now, um, uh, the, the, the statement has been said that if you're not angry, then you're not paying attention. And I have lived that angry life for a long period of time. I have lived it for a very long period of time. Just walking around, fussing rah 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 
<laughs> with everybody. I've, I've, I've had that vibe set. And uh, because of, you know, discrimination, uh, the, the hate that I saw in people's eyes when they would speak to me, all those different things, just how people would treat me and treat those that I loved and, and those how those that I loved were treated at one particular time. It used to keep me in an area of wanting to throw hands at all times and at all times wanting to fight. Um, what I uh, what I've started what I did was I realized that anger, though anger does get stuff done, as Mr. Nancy says, anger gets anger gets stuff done. What I, I also understood that. Anger in the wrong context, or anger, aimless anger, can tear stuff up. It can discombobulate. It can destroy whatever thing you're trying to do. Discombobulate whatever thought pattern you're trying to have, or whatever um, unity you have, because you aim it at everybody. I saw everybody aiming their anger, anger um, at particular things. Now people were angry prior to the riots that were happening they were angry prior to all of the uh, all the protests and things of that nature and they took the anger from that and added to the anger that was prior to the protest and it just shot out and then the riots happened and then the 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 abuses happened and then the shootings continued to happen and it was a vicious cycle over and over and over. We were sitting at home. We were afraid. And then we were angry. Something has to happen. I had to think, okay, well, I have something to lose. I have kids. I have family. I have, uh, you know, things that we're doing here in our lives. But I'm angry too. And I want to branch out and I want to go off and I want to throw hands. I want to steal on the next person who says something crazy to me. But what was tripping me out was that my anger was blind rage. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see you for who you were. I didn't see this person for who they were. I just saw my anger. And I colored my world for that brief moment in the color of my anger. Everybody could get it. There was a there's a verse in a rap song I used to laugh at. He said, "I'm really not concerned at all. You can get it too." It's like I don't care who's around. If you step in the midst of this, you get you get knocked low, and that's what my thought pattern was. That's what my thought pattern was, and I had to really draw that on this objection, and I had to. I had to put that under the word of God because if and it sounds so corny, and I understand. It sounds so corny, but I had to I had to put it into the right proper context. With the Bible says to, to, to be angry and sin not. Anger is not the sin. Is you doing the wrong thing with that anger? It's a sin. If I'm mad and I'm hurt and I'm upset about you know systemic racism or I'm upset about all these different things that are going on and I just go out here and I just start taking the baseball bat and, and, and busting every every white person upside the head. That is sinful anger and that's wrath. 
it's aimed it's aimed incorrectly at the wrong person at the wrong situation and it's not going to help what's going on all it's doing is increasing the issues or the view that caused the issues that are happening it's going to make them see me as a monster but make them see me as a brute or as a, something less than human which is going to therein allow them to feel like oh well, we can go ahead and treat them like animals anyway you see how that works it doesn't work for my goal it doesn't work for my for what i want to have happen so i had to put it in the proper context and i had to do the things i had to let it compel me to do the things that were correct in it educating people bringing people up to 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 date on what needed to be done educating myself speaking out on these different things doing the right stuff you know what I'm saying and actually expressing my anger letting it be known why I'm angry and why this is happening and why this is going on and and uh, teaching my kids on different things that need, they, they need to be abreast on and understand teaching my spouse and my family members some of my family members don't don't feel like if this ain't this ain't happening to them because it's it's not happening directly to them. They feel like oh it's somebody I don't know why I'm getting upset about somebody I don't know. That doesn't even make sense to me because if that was the same uh, same attitude that we that if that if Jesus carried that same attitude then all of us would be lost. If he had the same attitude, say it's not happening to me or close to me, it's happening to y'all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about about that. It's not happening my way. It's not happening to my loved ones, you know. And if it's an injustice here, there, it's an injustice everywhere, and we should care about whomever. If we're to vote to love our neighbors, then also we're supposed to weep with our neighbors. And it actually does say, weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. So I had to go about making making it known how I felt about certain things, how I felt. And then when it came to anger, to make sure it didn't bubble over, I just removed myself from certain conversations that would make me pop off or that was going to feed my anger. Instead of feeding my anger, I started to feed my faith and started to feed the love in my heart. I treated people the way I wanted to be treated. I loved no people the way I wanted to be loved. The next thing I did was, next issue that I had was again, my birthday was on right before the lockdown. And everything happened, was right after lockdown. And I was hurt to my heart. <laughs> so what I did was I did something for me. I did self-care. I got me a game system and I play video games and I got me some clothes. Not a lot, but I got me enough. I got me some things that I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I took care of me and then I took care of my family, but still I took care of me first and did some things that I wanted. And I sat back and I played video games and inordinate times of night, I, I played video games till like two, three in the morning. 
and then I would go to sleep and then I would get up and do it again and, and I had a ball, a ball, a ball doing so and it allowed me to get out the aggression and the nervousness and, and to just tap into the joy of just being here. And then I played with my kids and I fell in the floor and had trouble getting up. And I and I laughed with my daughter and we made stupid, silly dad jokes. And I allowed myself to be free and alive. The best self-care is to simply live. We work so much for a life that we don't give our chance to give ourselves the chance to live. We work hard for these cars and this this house and the lights and the cable and all these different things, and we barely enjoy any of it. You're barely home. You're barely around your family. You barely sit down and watch. Man, we got like a thousand TV channels, and you only watch two. Have you ever sat down and actually scrolled through your channels? I wish we could nitpick them joints out and just like straight up cherry pick what we want to watch. If I could just pay for, if I could really just pay for 20 channels, I'd be good. The ones, the specific ones that I want, I'll be good. But they ain't going to let you do that because there's people who only watch two channels. And that's all I want. I want my two channels to come in perfect. They don't let you cherry pick that. But anyway, you need to live. You need to live. Love your family. Love yourself. Smile. Forget about the forget about the bills. Pay them, of course. But forget about the bills. Forget about your next thing that you got to do. Take the time out of your hustle and love somebody. Love yourself. Love your family. That's the thing. God says he comes that you might have life and have it more abundantly, but you have to live it, man. You have to live it. The thing that that this year have allowed me to do is to spend time and to even more so learn the, 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 the personalities of my family members. The love personality of my daughter and my son and, and learn how they do it when they be when they're being a jerk or when they're being uh them or the, the jerk part of it I, I identify with really quickly because they, they start acting like me. <laughs> They start acting like me. They start uh, acting out and being hateful sometimes, you know. Not necessarily hateful, but spiteful. I'm country. We use hateful for everything. A little difficult. They start acting. But these things were the things that I had to start doing to come back to myself. And I'm telling you, you need to do these things too. In addition to, of course, seeking God getting in your words you know reading what God says about you all the things that we always talk about and I always encourage you to do but truthfully experience the life that God has given you even if you're in this lockdown even if you can't travel travel's loosened up a lot more but even if you can't travel the way you want to or stuff like that experience the life that God gave you have fun you don't have to go out all the way out far left, but you can still have fun and do things that, that you want to do. 
to something different. Enjoy your life. Take care of you. You first. And then everybody else can be blessed accordingly. You first. I'll let you later. Homies is back. Keep listening. I'm coming back. I got something to talk to you about later on. God bless. Yo, thank y'all so much for bearing with me with that. Uh, Thank you for just spending your time. Yo, I appreciate it. I really do. So next time you got something you want to talk about, man, holler at me. Just say, hey, I'm easy. I just got a question to ask you. I'm open. I'm here. I'm listening. God bless, man.